Welcome, welcome, welcome into the Pro Football Radio Podcast. This is your host here, Jay Chima, with the pride and joy of Nashville, New Hampshire, Mr. DePuma. Yep, yep. Thank you for the introduction. Coming at you live from the uh, Pro Football Radio Podcast Amphitheater on this glorious day. And uh, we're drinking some, what is this, a red red blend? Right I'm drinking now? Starbucks. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be the uh, the alcoholic of the room drinking a red blend over here while you're drinking your, your Starbucks. So. Yeah, dude, I've been, um, we talked about this before. I've been working on making sure I uh, take my Starbucks intake down. I fall off the wagon big time this week. I was doing good halfway through the week, and then it's just the last three days I've had Starbucks. Um, so I need rehab, bro. This stuff is this stuff is uh, this stuff is addictive. Rehab for Starbucks. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Can I get my Starbucks. Yeah, seriously. Like I think caffeine is caffeine is a drug, so I should go in for rehab. I'm just, I'm with you. It's a drug. I'm just not about to pay. Eight dollars for friggin' Starbucks. No, no shade, Starbucks. You know, you're a great product. It's just I, I have a coffee pot at my house, so. Dude, it's not even eight bucks. It's like five dollars a pop. With how much you go, <laughs> you should be buying shares in that some bitch. Come on, come on. Yeah, I, I've been. Well, I bought a Keurig and I've been uh, making my coffee at home, and that's been helping out quite a bit. Until but, like last three days. Yeah. Well, listen. When you're an addict, you do fall through like an occasion. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. People, people out there actually having problems with substance issues, and here is Jay Chima equating himself with a substance abuse problem in the form of caffeine. Listen, I think I have heard it all, Jay. I have heard it all. Friend, I don't think you're being supportive here. Like, as my friend, you should support my addiction. You're just being, you're just being like insensitive about it. Didn't we have this discussion last week about like the crying games, and you would be like, "Oh, I'll check in on you." I'm just gonna let the record show for those of you that listened last week. Jay has yet to check in, like the man he said he was gonna be, checking in to see how I'm doing. After apparently, (laughs) I'm the the, the James Vanderbeek meme, bawling my eyes out. No, no check in, Jay. You just drink your Starbucks, so I'll be here to support you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you do. Now, should we get to the news of the week? Yeah, let's see. What do you uh there's been quite a bit that happened this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here I was like cutting a promo for the upcoming episode and in speaking of which, your promo game, unreal. Oh, you gotta you gotta step it up. Dude, man. you're you're like a modern day Vince McMahon. Yeah, let's not get that far ahead of ourselves here. You should have the uh, you should have the Vince McMahon jet. Yeah, nah, his it jet smells in the words of CM Punk. I want my that? own jet. He said that? Yeah, yeah. Has CM Punk actually been on his jet? I mean, CM Punk was the man from like the, the 2010 to 11 time frame. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was my boy. I'm, I'm a CM Punk guy. See I, I see, I didn't know who CM Punk was until three days ago when he showed me his clips. All you have to do, if you want to cut a good promo, just, just watch CM Punk highlights on the microphone. But... Yeah, in the middle of me cutting a promo for, for the uh, upcoming episode, uh, you know, the phone was going off with all these uh, this information about Robert Kraft getting uh, charged with two counts of soliciting a prostitute down in, in Jupiter, Florida. And, I mean, it sounds, it sounds like he's just one of many people. Uh, early reports are at least 200 people are going to be formally oh charged. Oh, my on God. 200 um, people? A list from Jupiter, uh, Jupiter, Florida came out with at least 15 to 20 people uh, being formally charged with either soliciting or, or beyond that. The, they're actually going to list the other charges, I believe, Monday morning when they have another press conference. But Robert Kraft right now is the biggest name on there. But it looks like Adam Schefter said he has sources that looks like he is just the tip of the iceberg in this. Uh, in this but how much bigger can it get? How much bigger can it get than Robert Kraft? I mean, if you think about it, this wasn't just a bus in Jupiter, Florida. This was a bus route all of South Florida, from what I saw, from Orlando all the way down to Miami. There were vast amounts of agencies involved in, in busting, uh, let's call it what it is, a human trafficking sex ring that, you know, Robert Kraft wanted services from, and he, I, I and he at least got it twice. He's been there are reports that he's been on videotape, re, you know, receiving services. Oh my God! So seventy-plus-year-old Robert Kraft is on tape. But I mean, let, let him live, man. He is seventy-something. He's he's gonna be gone here soon, anyways. Let him do his thing, man. No, I'm just kidding, people. I, I'm no way condoning it. This is this is when I saw the story. I was floored. I was I was just floored, and as a Patriots fan. 
I don't know what to think. Um, everything you hear about Robert Kraft, he's a great, genuine guy, but who knew in the back that he was uh, literally just frequenting day spas and getting rub and tugs? I just don't, I do not understand the story. The guy is a billionaire with four jets where he can just go and get supermodels and throw them on the jets and he doesn't have to pay for anything. Like, I, I don't understand why he has to stoop the level of frequenting a day spa. I, I don't understand that part. I mean, there there has to be there has to be more to the story. And I think listen, I'm not I'm not making any excuses here. I just don't understand it. That's my biggest thing. Right. I feel you like know? he's so old he didn't know where he was. He was just walking That's, around. Okay. He's like, All right. he's like is this is this the is this the daycare home? It sounds like the guy <laughs> suffering from dementia here. Okay, I don't know. Some of those, some he's, of those videos, he's, he's still involved that. with that that actress. I think I think she's like thirty five, and she she just had a kid. What? Yeah, she's like she's in her thirties. What's her name? Big, What's her name? I don't know. I don't know her name. Let me Google this. Yeah, you you fact check. But I I think she's like thirty three. Uh, just Google Robert Kraft girlfriend. I think it's like Eliza something. I could be wrong. But um, no initial initial reports. It looks like right now he was just. Going in there to, you know, to essentially pay a prostitute for services. Ricky Noel Lander? Yeah. Not even close with Eliza something, but she's like 30 something. Dude, oh my God. How oh my God, she's so young. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, she is a she is a baby. I don't even think, you know, That's God gross. God rest Myra Kraft. I'm pretty sure the body wasn't even cold yet, and uh, he kind of moved on. Dude, Myra Kraft has been gone since 2011. Yeah, but I'm just saying he he moved on pretty quick. You know, I'm just I'm just saying. So, so when, you know, New England thing, you got to let the body be cold a little bit. But anywho, at face value right now, it, just, it looks like it's just he paid for, for a prostitute to give him services. And you know what? He might be one of those guys that just likes the, the risk factor, regardless of age. So let's not make it sound like he's suffering from dementia here. I think I think maybe he was just lost. I Here think I think maybe he was trying to find the CVS to pick up his meds. Here we go. And I think he accidentally walked into this day spa and he was like, oh, well, I guess happy accident, whatever. Happy happen. accident that his unit. That was a pun on play. Fell, <laughs> that was a, that was a pun. fell into something. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I don't know, man. Whatever. Okay. I don't know. In all seriousness, all joking aside, like this, at the end of the day, is a. It's fucked up. Is a, it's a it's pretty fucked it's, up. A human trafficking issue people, that, that I, he was a part people, of. People, listen, let me be really clear. It's fucked up what happened. Exactly. It's beyond fucked up. Right. And from what the stories are coming out about this day spa having um, just girls packed in there from China, correct, and they didn't have proper health care. Uh, qu- a direct quote from the police department in Jupiter was uh, health care was minimal at best. On top of that, like, I'm sure. Hygiene was minimal. Yeah, right. I'm sure they're illegal as hell, right, as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I. What what happened down there is fucked up, and people that are involved should pay. Now, this is where it's going to get tricky with the NFL stepping in, and uh, the next, I guess, this is where you're going at as well. Where does the NFL come in and so, discipline Robert Kraft? So right now, the, the player conduct policy applies to both players and owners. Uh, ownership, per the actual letter of the air quote law that the NFL and the NFLPA agreed on, was that ownership and officials in the league are held to a higher standard. So, air quotes again, the best case scenario for Robert Kraft is he gets a six-game suspension, $500,000 fine. That's what Jim Ursay got yeah. when he was uh, arrested for a suspicion of DUI. And I believe he also had possession of drugs oh, yeah. on his person yeah. in a suitcase when he was yeah. pulled over. So, that would be the best case scenario is at least a six-game suspension, $500,000 fine. Can I be real with you? Yeah. That's not enough. If... If it goes farther than I, you know, the guy paid for prostitutes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you look at other leagues, Donald Sterling was fined, I think, $2.5 million yeah. and then was banned from the NBA for life yeah. for just comments, granted, fucked up comments yeah. about African Americans as a whole. If this comes to light that he was involved more than just paying prostitutes and is, was involved in a sex trafficking ring. Oh, oh he dude, is oh, going he, to get no, if he's, to the if he's, in, if he's involved in running this, oh my God, dude, he's got to sell the Patriots, right. he's got to be in jail. There's got to be a lot there. Right. But I think we're getting way too exactly. far. Exactly. But let's take a back a notch here and say the six-game suspension and the $500,000 fine is absolutely nothing for him. Right. What what is six weeks away from an organization where he does nothing anyways? Where where Jonathan Kraft runs the organization right. now? So uh, in my personal opinion, it's not enough. 
Um, now, the one thing I want to make clear as a Patriots fan, I'm not being a, a biased homer here. You cannot delve into draft picks or stupid shit like that. That is something that cannot happen. Yeah, here. I mean, Jim, if you look at what was set with Jim Irsay, depression has been set. They never yeah. lost the draft pick. Exactly. But the other Patriot homer in me thinks. Here we go. Thinks. Listen, listen. Thinks, I'm gonna no, no, no. I'm gonna cut Roger, you off right here. No, no. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna finish this. I'm gonna finish this. I'm gonna finish this. I'm gonna finish this. Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell is gonna do whatever he can to just nail it to the Patriots here. I know it's a fucked up offense, and we should get punished for whatever Robert Kraft did. I get that. But I think Roger Goodell, if he has a chance, he's gonna be like, you know what? Let's go and take away all twelve draft picks this year for the Patriots. Or you know what? You know what? Even better. Let's just let's just kill the program for a year and give them the death penalty for a year. Let's just kill the Patriots for a whole year. Maybe somebody else can win a fucking championship. Are you done? Are you done with the conspiracy theory? I'm done. Okay. Now keep in mind, you just put a bullshit New England conspiracy theory tinfoil hat on a human trafficking issue. Where Kraft at this point just paid for sexual services. I said it was fucked up. Here we go. I said Listen, Robert Kraft hey, punished. Tinfoil hat. You you just said your bit. I'm gonna come back to reality land. <laughs> There's no way that if the Ursay punishment is the precedent. Yeah. There's no way they can take draft picks yeah. unless more comes to light. And, and but uh, right now, yeah, yeah. I mean, even Donald Sterling didn't even lose draft yeah. picks. He just think, lost a franchise. And I think this should be a good, um, good time to get this on record. What we, what we think, what we think is going to happen. Um, let's keep it in the time, in the little frame of nothing else comes out. He just went there twice. He got services. He didn't know anything more about it. If that's the case, I think maybe. Eight games, half a season away from the uh, the Patriots, and then maybe a million dollar fine is a good number. Uh, maybe donating all that million dollars towards a sex trafficking or human trafficking right. um, donation. Yeah, I could I buy. Think, I think that's a good that's a good punishment. I could buy six, yeah, six to seven games. Yeah, in in a million dollar fine that goes towards. Yeah, and and. Listen, I could be wrong, and maybe he is running the whole thing. And if he is, then right. oh based, my god! Based on what if we that's know. the case, Brandon, I'll be truthful with you. If that's the case. I would honestly think about. I would honestly think about not being a Patriots fan ever again. Wow. I, I will honestly. This is all bullshit aside. I would honestly think about being uh, a different fan of a different team. I would not be a Patriots fan if he was running this. If he was running yeah, the yeah. sex. That's that's big, dude. I can't support that right. shit. Are you crazy? Like it's just it's unfucking real. But that's a uh, we're getting way too far. Yeah, we're, we're getting we're, we're getting to step like fifty five. Yeah, I don't know how we got down this path. He hasn't even been uh, yeah, at recording based on what we know right now. He hasn't even turned himself into the Jupiter Police. Well, he's not going to. They're not going to. Well, he not... he's a warrant is going to be issued on Monday, so he'll he probably, he'll probably is be down going there. to have yeah, to yeah. report if yeah. he wants to head this off. He might as well fly down first thing Monday morning and turn himself in. Yeah, he's probably going to fly down probably this weekend and right. Just be, like, you know, because the worst thing that he. The one thing he cannot have happen is have the police arrest him and right. drag him out with CNN rolling. Right. That's the one thing you don't want happening. Yeah. So you just show up when it opens. The you morning, head it off. And you just... You don't, you don't go, yeah. granted, I mean, we're comparing Plus, apples to oranges. So powerful. You don't go the route of how Hernandez was, was pinched yeah. in his own house. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. And sometimes law enforcement agencies will make a point to get CNN on the line and be like, yo, listen, we're going to be here at this right. time. Make sure you get the cameras rolling. Something's something's about to go down. So right, all depends. All depends, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, man, sad situation. All joking aside, people, it's just it's just sad, man. Right, it's a sad situation. Exactly. It's sad that in today's day and world, that stuff still exists. Um, we're not gonna sugarcoat it and pretend like nothing ever like this happens out there. But um, it's just sad, man. Yeah. Sad all the way around. Well, it's it's definitely gonna be interesting moving forward. No one comment that uh, Adam Schefter made about. That's not the biggest name out there, right, dude? That's that's scary. That's scary to me. There is more to come out on Monday. There, that's scary to me because who else is bigger than Robert Kraft? It might not even just be in the NFL, dude. It, it could be just society as a I'm whole. I'm not gonna He's say not it. the biggest name. I'm not gonna say it. But think about who frequents down there quite a bit in PBI and who is Robert Kraft's closest friend. Uh-huh. We're not, gonna gonna go, we're not going to go not down that I'm not going to say it. We're just going to leave food because I don't want I don't want the NSA listening, and the next thing you know, I'm locked right. up. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. But I'm just saying, definitely more news to come Monday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the other uh, police departments throughout South Florida have to come up with. Yeah. What you got, man? What else you got? On the, I mean, on the now we start the new segment. 
Let's as, segment. as the Steelers turn. Before we get to the new segment, can we talk about my, my knee? Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. I'm the worst. So, Jay, you actually just went to the doctor's office. So, what is the latest update about your, uh, your knee? I'm annoyed with my doctor. Why are you annoyed with your doctor? I am beyond annoyed because... I had my surgery last Thursday. I was supposed to go in 10 days later to get my stitches taken out and get it checked out. Yep. Day five or six, it started getting really bad, where it was super swollen. It was super uncomfortable. I couldn't sleep. I you were moving real bad on production day. Yeah, yeah. So, so I go back. I, I move my appointment up to get it checked out immediately, and I go in, and the guy just doesn't seem to care. The guy simply doesn't seem to care. Was this the same guy that you questioned his credentials? Exactly, right? Okay. So we'll get to that point as well. And... I go in. I uh, he, first of all, his uh, his right hand man comes in, who's like some like twenty six year old kid out of out of fucking med school. Was like the Yowser. Yeah, yeah, seriously, right? And both of them are like chucking up and laughing, and they're like having a good old time while I'm sitting there with a swollen knee. And he's talking like you know this old guy, the doctor who's like fifty something. You know he he's like trying to like live vicariously through his young dude. That's why he's taking him under the wing. Like he's talking about his like Friday night, what dates going on, and like who's like what girl is he kind of currently seeing? Right, and, right. You know, and the, the young dude is, you know, trying to get somewhere and he's using this older dude and the older dude is, you know, is run, living through the, the younger dude. So both of them are just sitting there not even caring about my fucking knee. And I'm just sitting there like, dude, are you going to like look at this? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I think you're fine. It's still totally tell what's going on. I'm going to give you some crutches. Uh, stay off of it. And then we'll check back in. Now, granted, I think that is the correct um, diagnosis. Oh, that's the correct procedure here. Just it's because just it's too early. It's just the way he did it, man. It's just too quick. It's too like doesn't really care about how I'm feeling. Kind of. He thing. might as well just told you that over the phone. He could have told me over the phone. He could have simply put it. So well, he's taking time off work. He's, and got, he's got to pay for his, his house and services down at PBI. Uh, all I'm saying is, and I listen. I I had to contain myself because before the surgery, I actually questioned his credentials. I was like, and to give you guys some background on that, uh, before my surgery, I wasn't sure about his credentials. So I started asking him to his face. I was like, so how long have you been practicing medicine? He's been doing it for like 30 years, right? I was like, how long have you been at this facility? He's like, I started this facility 12 years ago. I was like, how many of these do, do you do a year? He's oh, like, man, you really went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I was, no, because no, listen, no, no, fuck this dude. Like I, I I have a I have a right to know who's operating on me. Hey, I've got I've got to say you don't. Have I was a like right. last year, how many of these did you do? He was like, I did like four hundred of them or some some crazy number like that. He does like two a day. I'm there. It's a minor knee scope. It's nothing massive. It's not like an ACL surgery. But I, as a consumer, had a right to know who was cutting me open, right? So. With that being said, and he, he's already wound up. He got really defensive when I was asking these questions pre-surgery. So a few days ago when I was uh, getting my knee checked out after surgery, I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole again and make him more mad. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I held back. But I tell you what, Brandon, like, I, I'm on the fence. I'm like, maybe I should get, like, a second opinion from a different doctor. I mean, I would say if it's still bothering you by, you went, what, Friday? Yeah. I went yesterday. By when? All right, so you went, you went, you, yeah, you went Friday. So I would say by Wednesday, if he's still acting up, yeah, I might, I might start making other phone calls. But like, how do you even like? Do you just call a different doctor and you're like, yo, listen, I think my doctor's a complete quack. Can you check me out? Is that what the yeah, deal is? I mean, players do it all the time. We'll get second opinions. Second opinion. Yeah. Right. Why the hell not? We need you by OTAs, Jay. Dude, oh god, it's tough, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're gonna, you know, right now pull through. I'm yeah. pulling through. It's tough, and um, I got my crutches and uh, whatever, man. You good? I'll be all right, man. Are you sure? I'll be all right. Okay. Just right. tough times, man. I just want to make sure. Tough times. See, I'm checking in. I'm like someone that was supposed to check in on me last week. But anyway, well, did you cry this week? No, no. This week I was good. This week I contained myself. A, a little tear started up to show up when you were talking about your knee. I felt bad, but I feel like not that not that bad. I feel like you're not. Uh, be genuine here. I'll be. Oh, I'm being completely genuine. Here. <laughs> All right. So Jay. Yeah. What's up? As the Steelers turn. Oh my God. Here we go. If there isn't enough going on in Pittsburgh, what, there's where, like, there's what like do a, you want to start? What do you want to say? Like you want to start off with the running back, the quarterback, or the wide receiver? I think the quarterback. Okay. I, so no, no, let's start with the GM. Well, it kind of makes yeah, sense. So yeah. we'll start off with the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that may not have been following the Kardashians 2.0 going on in Pittsburgh right it's now, the Kardashians. Did you see what happened? Oh, we, we could go down that rabbit hole in a minute. <laughs> we just heard you vent about your knee. Let's actually give them some NFL updates before we right, go people. down the Tristan Thompson nonsense. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, live under a rock, and uh, we still got to get to the Chuck E. Cheese conspiracy. Are, are unaware 
that uh, Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, has a, uh, a you know, a, I guess you could say a, a thing about calling out players in the in the public media of his his radio show every Wednesday. Um, yeah, he he's raked uh, plenty of people over the coals over the years, uh, most notably Antonio Brown this year. And the GM kind of headed off some comments about that uh, a few days ago, saying, uh, and I quote, uh, he's the elder statesman, him being Ben Roethlisberger. He's the elder statesman. If players were smart, they would listen. He He's the unquestioned Unreal. leader. Unreal. That's, How- that's, you're empowering your guy to throw people headfirst under the greyhound. How can you tell grown men, 52 other grown men, that have kids, that have, you know, wives, that have mortgages, that you are a kid. Because that was his exact words. Yeah. He said Ben Roethlisberger has to oversee 52 other kids. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like that's, that in a T will give you everything you need to know about the Steelers. That comment right there deflects some of that bullshit off of Antonio Brown and puts it squarely on the GM and Mike Tomlin and the president and Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Now, to play devil's advocate, if he was to come out and say, you know, contrary to what Big Ben's been acting, then I feel like that would make the whole situation ten times worse because, you know, then who is the leader of the locker room? I'm with you. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. The GM, he couldn't have said anything worse than what he just said, mm-hmm. being like, you know what, it's fine. Let's we'll throw people headfirst under the Greyhound, back it up, run them over again, uh, instead of just just heading it off. And I know I've said this on at least three episodes that we've done so far that this would not happen if Paula Malu and, and James Harrison were still in that locker room, because I guarantee you if they were in that locker room and they heard this GM popping off that nonsense, they would be marching up to that guy's office asking for some answers to some questions that they may or may not have with that guy. I, I just, I was befuddled when I saw those comments. How can you say that? Right. How can you make one person bigger than the team? And the, the, the fucked up thing too, Jay, is I could I would buy that argument if he won a Super Bowl relatively recently. No, not even that. No, dude. but no, not hear me that. out. Hear me out. If you won a Super Bowl within say the last three to five years, that comment, as idiotic as it sounds, would hold a little bit more water. But when you're a decade removed from the last time you won a Super Bowl, and that is the GM's credential to, for him to say that comment. That that is insane. You are it, the last time Ben, ben won a, a Super Bowl was 2009. It's it's 2019. Let's you know you can bask in the glory still sometimes, but not not a decade later. That's that's like me being excited about my high school football team of the 90s. Like come on, you play high school football? Hell no, that team sucked ass. Oh. The only two games. That team won my senior year were the two games I showed up. Ooh. Yeah, you're, I know. You're like a charm. Apparently, the no offense, Josh, but even you can admit, Josh from the 603, even you can admit that our high school team was atrocious. So feel free to at me you if know, you guys got a problem. You know why they were atrocious? Because they were off of creatine and steroids. You could see in the in the trophy case, no, the yeah, game yeah. balls diminished from they the early 90s. They did not have the pride and joy of Nashua, New Hampshire on their team. Yeah. They won Brandon DePuma Silva. Yeah. Any girl. Any girl. <laughs> no, but no, to wrap that up real quick, man, that, yeah, that's just, uh, you can't say that. At the end of the day, that divides the locker room. Um, you, as the GM, cannot put Ben Roethlisberger on a pedestal. I've, I've always said that Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers are the two highest drama queens in the NFL. And this right here goes to show you what everybody says about both these guys. Yeah. Um, and even to wrap up that point real quick too, is like everyone in the locker room, like player wise had an opinion on like the Le'Veon Bell situation, right. With like the contract and he was supposed to show up on this day. And, sure. did, and, and um, I think it was Marquis Pouncey, one of the Pouncey brothers that's on the team popped off and was saying some shit about Bell. Nobody is saying anything in the locker room about that comment. Like it, it's insane. But they're not. I, I haven't seen anybody on, I'm surprised. on say, might, ESPN, CBS it might be, Sports. It might be internal. Fox. It might be internal. Right. But, but, like, you know, before when microphones were being shoved in, in front of players' faces, you couldn't find a player fast enough that didn't want to talk about Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. But in this situation, nobody nobody's, like, seeking out to say their opinion on it. Dude, all I got to say is 
I'm looking at Tomlin, man. You, you got to step up. You got to shut this locker room down. You got to the constant chirping back and forth. It's just too much. Right. It's unwanted attention on your on your franchise. Um, speaking of Steelers, let's move into the Le'Veon Bell situation where he is now an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. So earlier this week, uh, Tuesday, the the tag window opened up for uh, for franchises. They could tag players with either a franchise tag or a transition tag or, or whatever. And the uh, embattled, I guess you could say, general manager of the Steelers came out and said that they were not going to tag Bell with the transition tag or franchise tag, which is not surprising, especially the transition tag, because he would need to sign that anyway. So mm-hmm. Bell's essentially now a unrestricted free agent. Okay. And, you know, he tweeted out, uh, quoted the uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, I saw that. free at last, free at free last. last. Free Thank God Almighty, I'm free uh, at last. And less than a day later, reports were coming out that he ballooned in the offseason. Now, listen, I'm not fat shaming. I'm not calling him Eddie Lacy or, or anything like that. Oh, boy, Eddie Lacy. But reports were coming out that he went from his playing weight of about, what, what would you say, like 220, 225? 225 is a good number for him. To about 260 pounds. That's a big, that's a big jump. So That's 35 pounds. And there were legitimate concerns amongst uh, officials with the New York Jets that uh, they are not really confident that he's going to be in conditioning and in football shape come OTAs and spring training or, or uh, training camp, rather. Spring training is baseball. I think that. he was on the C.J. Anderson training regimen. But, I mean, hey, C.J. <laughs> C. Anderson, you know, hopefully was, my whirlpool. He was on. He was, on, so cut. he was on the Whirlpool training regiment. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's a big thing. That's you, a big you number, dude. 35 pounds. That's, that's, one, of the uh, teams, yeah. one of the teams with the second most cap space is legitimately concerned about your playing shape. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about, we tweeted about this on the on our, our Twitter feed, that how to blow millions of dollars. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, good God. Yeah. 260 pounds? Yeah. And you're supposed to be catching passes in, 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 in wide field. receiver formations yeah. and out the backfield? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him, man. That's going to be real tough. Um, I think there isn't much more touch on that just because he is a free agent now. Right. Like, uh, probably one of the what, Colts, Jets, one of those. One of those I teams, mean, if right? you look at the top five teams, the Colts have $107.8 million in cap space. The Jets at 99.6. The Browns at 79.3. The Bills at 79.2. Well we, can, well, we can take the Browns out of it because they have. I mean, they, they are gridlocked at running yeah. back. But, like, yeah. granted, the top two teams, one of them has concerns. Jesus, man, you better get on the treadmill, dude. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, Colts, Jets, um, Bills, I don't see that. Texans, could you imagine him with that offense? That'd be kind of cool, yeah. right? Um, Raiders, you know what they should do? Some team should just hit the jackpot and try to get both A.B. and Le'Veon Bell. But see, some of the things, if you want to you want to transition to A.B. right now. Did you like the transition? That was good. Nice. That was good. Nice. Uh, day by know. day, we're getting better. Yeah. Uh, AB, AB, he's on the trading block. Uh, the the Steelers came out and said that they're they're gonna try to you know ship him ship him off to another team after a meeting that he had with uh, with his agent and yeah. the ownership and the general manager down in PBI as well too. They both uh, all parties involved agreed that it's time to move on and essentially change the scenery would be great. Sure, but the general manager also did say that. They're not going to lower their asking price. They're not just going to get rid of him. What's their asking price? Right now, early reports were a first and a second round pick. That's a lot for him. That is a lot. That's and a it, lot for him. And the, That's enough for OBJ, but that's a lot for him. Especially with how he's been acting over the last month and a half. Oh, yeah. Like, all of his oh, yeah. actions. I mean, he was, yeah. on, he was on ESPN basketball broadcast, uh, I want to say Tuesday night or Wednesday, saying that, I quote, any team that shows interest, whatever team gives me an opportunity – I'm sure I'll be excited about it. Like, you're acting strangely at media day for the Super Bowl, and now you're on a national broadcast attempting to sell yourself, saying that anyone that shows interest, I'm sure I'll be interested in going to that team. Yeah. You're not really doing yourself any favors here. Well, two things. The first thing, the Steelers cannot come from a power position here. Everybody already knows he cannot be in that locker room next year. Right. So they can't ask the most for him. They have to lower their price. I mean, they can they can come out and say they're not gonna they're not gonna take anything less than a one or two. But no, they just, want a one and a two. I know, I get that. They they want that, but they're not gonna get right. that. 
They might have no to team, for a second round. No team pick. is going to be stupid enough knowing that guy is not going to be there next year and give them those two draft picks. So first things first, the Steelers are in no position here to come out of the gates and dictate what they want, right? right? And they even, Whatever. They even limited the window down too. They said AFC North teams and the Patriots are off the table. That's, that's, a, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you cannot trade with the Patriots. You're going to see the Patriots in the playoffs. You don't want them burning. I get that. Whatever. Right. Secondly, I don't think – we had this conversation via text a few a few days ago. I don't think Antonio Brown is that, is that good. I think, I think he's not worth a first and second overall pick, man. I think he's a product of that system. In my personal opinion, I think he is a faster slot receiver. He's a slot receiver with top end speed. That's what he is. You still on pain meds? Uh, no, not really. You sure? Yeah. You sound like it. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I would rather have OBJ over Antonio Brown. And if the choice comes down to the both of them being on the open market, I would not pay one first and one second for Antonio Brown, but I would put that first and second towards OBJ if possible. I truly don't think he's that good. I mean, I know. Listen, listen. I know. Listen, people, don't don't lose your mind over here. I'm just saying, he is not that good, right? How he's is he product, not that good? He's a product of that system, is what he is. Well, then, so was Juju Smith-Schuster, and he was like top top five in the league. I mean, I never said Juju was that good, though. I don't think he's a top five. I mean, he's not a top five. But they were essentially running the same routes. If anything, Juju was more running the 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 air quote like. Slot receiver rounds. Yeah. You're on pain. No, no. He's not speaking for everyone on the Pro Football Radio podcast. I speak, I speak I, for Jay Chima. Yeah, good. You can speak for Jay Chima. I'm just saying that he is not just a faster slot receiver. I think he's a faster Julian Edelman. And I think you're high. I'm just saying. You're, he's not a game changer in my personal Are opinion. you high? Have we watched the same film? I think he is... Not in that realm of OBJ, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. And I think it comes down to his height, which is important, obviously. But I know OBJ is smaller as well. But Julio and DeAndre, I, I consider those three the best in the NFL. And then I think the second tier uh, wide receiver is where Antonio Brown comes in, in my personal opinion. You can keep that same energy over there. Okay. <laughs> you can keep that. No, sir. I am. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to part ways with a one, a first, and a second round pick. Yeah. Uh, given his actions, you know, you might have to settle on a, a second round pick. And probably that's it. Yeah. I'll throw in a second and a third rounder. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you're acting like a, a drunk ex girlfriend on media day, dude, for the Super Bowl, dude, and, and, then- and, and NBA appearances, and you show up dressed as a hippo. During all of this nonsense for the mass singer, like you are not helping your cause. Even his Instagram post where he's like running on a treadmill, just like saying stupid shit, like your team, like come out. Yeah, he, he calls other just, commentators and Uncle Tom. Like it's just, I don't know, dude. He's just he shut his fucking face. He shut his I face mean, away. he would be wise to shut his mouth yeah. to, to get shipped off. I mean, but here's the thing: he's going to the NFC. It's really just a matter of what NFC team is going to provide the most capital that the Steelers will find you know, appealing. I still have the 49ers going yeah. as a, a big buyer in that, but I don't think they're going to give the Steelers what they want with the first or second yeah. round pick. If, if I was him, I would do whatever I can to make my way to Green Bay and try to get up with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers. That'd be insane. I don't know, man, but that's a lot of prima donnas in that locker room at this point. If, I mean, if you have I mean, one, it would be great TV. <laughs> yeah. Granted, if you survive Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, come on. Who knows? Same Aaron Rodgers is probably like cakewalk compared to that. Oh no, I think Aaron Rodgers is a bigger prima donna than than Big Ben. Bigger prima donna going to a system with a new head coach, hmm. first time coaching, so that yeah. would be great TV. Hard Maybe hard the hard new coach and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a. That would be insane, but there's so much nonsense going on in Pittsburgh, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, and it's going to get more interesting as we get closer to draft day when there's more, when there's deals to be made. Yeah. You you want him to go to the 49ers, but that, that's what you wish? I th- it's not a wish. I feel like right now they're they're the biggest player mm-hmm. just because you're going to get Jimmy Garoppolo back. You, you have – a stud in Marquise Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Garcon is going to be cut at the beginning of the league year. Okay. Um, why not? Like you, you have you have an All Pro tight end George Kittle who can essentially run 
routes as a wide receiver because they were a triage unit all year last year. You have Kittle, Goodwin, and AB with a, a Garoppolo coming back. That would be an interesting team to watch yeah. going going into the 2019 season. Is Garoppolo still dating an adult film star? I don't know if he's dating an adult film star. Maybe, I don't know. I, I think they just went on a date. Do you, do, you really, do you really want to date a porn star? I don't. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Like, why? No. You're, you're Garoppolo. You're like. I mean, you. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're planting your flag, but do you really want your flag waving up at, at right there? I don't know if I want to be dating a porn star. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's a, that was an interesting decision, Mr. Garoppolo. Yeah, why not? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going through your mind, but whatever, bro. Do you? Hey, more power to you, Chief. More power <laughs> to you, Chief. That's all I got. Oh, God. Other news. Other news. The AAF. Oh, boy. Couldn't make payroll, huh? What are your thoughts? What's the background, Jay? Well, it's simple, right? So what happened was at the the gist of the AAF was um, the story that came out this week was that they couldn't make their payroll. So essentially what happened was the Carolina Hurricanes owner, I yep, assume. Yep. Build Tom Dudlin. Build them out with a $250 million investment. Now, that's uh, concerning that week one you couldn't make payroll. But also the fact that this guy spent $250 million into your into your league is actually a good thing. I think it's gonna keep him going for a while. Yeah, like I'm I'm with you with that's that's good. If you if you do the math on on what each player is is made uh, is going to be making with uh, with the uh, with the AAF the the the, uh, the amount of money donated I guess you could say or bailed out money to the AAF would cover payroll for about seven seasons. So oh, wow! Right now the the, the league is off uh, to a, a secure footing here, and it looked like only uh, one source for the Athletic came out and said that there was an issue. And there's been a lot of rumblings uh, amongst other social media outlets and and even like professional wrestling uh, posts that is Vince McMahon behind like the negative press for the league because mm-hmm. next season you know the XFL is going to be starting up yeah. so that would be two leagues competing for the same real estate essentially in the off season hey I guess you got to drum up press somehow. But I saw on the Rich Eisen show that he uh, he came out uh, and said that. Uh, he being uh, Charlie Ebersol, the uh, the co-founder of this new league, came out and said that you know they're with us. That two hundred fifty billion dollars. Show me someone that's going to turn down two hundred fifty billion dollars, and I'll show you a really bad business. Yeah, like, no, no, no. That's a, it's a great. I think it's great for the AAF. It actually it actually gives them more, um, I guess, stability. I right. think I think I look at them more. Uh, financially sound now and more of a real organization than a couple weeks ago. So with that money coming in, and uh, what's the name again? Todd something? Uh, Todd, uh, Tom Dudlin. Right. And, and the financial backing with uh, with Tom, I think that's just that's just great for the league. I think all it's going to do is help it grow some more now to take the next step. They got to hire some they got to bring in some quarterbacks like Tebow or Mark Sanchez or Colin Clapper. Or somebody. They got to, bro. Because like I, I'm not going to watch the AF. You know, I'm gonna watch the AF because the game—I swear—the game of the week last week was the San Antonio Commanders and the Orlando Apollos. Like that game was interesting. It's down in the heart of Texas. I think the Commanders are the only team to consistently sell out their home games right now. Like the Alamo Dome is huge. Last week they had 32,000 fans at that stadium. I got that. I mean, you're in San Antonio. There's nothing else to do down there, so you go to a you go to an AF game. But like, you're not gonna like sell out like I don't know, like New York or something. One of that. Right, but right. it's not even just that. It, like, if you watch the film, that game was great. Like the Ken Farrow. If I'm watching his first name, my apologies. I know his last name is Farrow. He had some amazing runs last week. The yeah. quarterback for the Commanders was making great throws. Even the backup quarterback came in and he could he could run the ball. Uh, pretty well too. That was that was a great game, and even the uh, the Memphis Express, like with Christian Hackenberg, the cast off of the New York Jets, that was an interesting game. Really? So like, all, I mean, granted the the, the Memphis Express are zero and two, but Christian Hackenberg, man, I mean, he showed some toughness getting lit up on a on a like a three yard sneak into the end zone, getting his fucking head blown off uh, by a defensive back that came in and kind of got a cheap shot on him. But the product is great, and listen. The, 
it's a developmental league. The mm-hmm. referees are from the NFL developmental uh, program. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a fast track to the NFL, you're not going to have big names like Kaepernick or, or Tim Tebow come in to essentially play with kids trying to make it to the NFL. Or in this case, Trent Richardson trying to get back in the NFL. It's a developmental league. That's like trying to say, I want Aaron Judge to go back down to the Trenton Thunder uh, so I could see him play a minor league baseball game. Oh, that's a baseball player? I don't know who Aaron yeah. Judge was. I was like, Aaron Judge? What's that? Yeah. Or like, oh, I want Gian, uh, Giancarlo Stanton to, to go back down to like the, the Las Vegas uh, 51s to play minor league baseball out in Nevada. Like, come on. Yeah, man, and I'm not even going to pretend to provide analysis on this because I watched like 10 minutes of the AAF once, so I have no idea what's going on, but they haven't hooked me in just yet. They haven't, like, I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm good right now where I don't need to go and watch the AAF just yet. I'm, I'm good with watching old Friends episodes or old Game of Thrones episodes getting ready for the final season. I'm not at that point now where I want to go watch the AAF. No, you know what, I'll watch the league for us because I think it's a great product. I mean, if it if it gains steam, and I think down the road I'm gonna have to watch it because obviously as it gets bigger we'll have to cover it. Um, but as of right now, I just I'm not I'm not buying into it, man. You, you know, know? What those AAF fans out there that follow us on all forms of social media, the Puma is with you guys. I will be watching the watching the product. I'll be uh, I'll be following the San Antonio Commanders that I've officially established that as my team. So, yeah, expect that's some fine. That's fine with me. Um, you can do that. You can watch it. I'll just watch YouTube videos and, like, Friends mm-hmm. and Game of Thrones okay. and stuff like that, you know? But just to put a bow on that real quick, Ebersol in the uh, in interviews and, I believe, on the Jim, the, the, the Rich Eisen show uh, came out and said that the reason why they had an issue with, uh, with quote, air quotes here, issue with payroll was they – it was an administrative yeah, issue. Okay. Okay. They went to – Different, uh, different payroll and software. Yeah. But here's the thing. Okay, so paychecks were processed on uh, 215. So that was a Friday before President's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to President's Day, the funds were not in the player accounts until the following day, the 19th. Mm-hmm. So I can listen. I can buy that. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a friggin' bank holiday. I I can I can buy that issue. Mm-hmm. And I hey, 250 million dollars. I'll take it. Yeah. So. I think the league's off to a good start. Well, I will let you watch that, um, and you can fill us in. Um, I'll just go back to watching conspiracy theories on on YouTube. Oh, okay. You st- you stick with conspiracy <laughs> theories on, on YouTube. Did you did you not watch the Chuck E. Cheese no. conspiracy theory? No. I'm 30 years old, Jay. I'm not gonna watch conspiracy theories on Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Dude, listen, all right, people. Let me give you a quick one. There we go. Go on YouTube. Uh, type in uh, something Dawson Chuck E. Cheese conspiracy. And this YouTuber with about 20 million views now goes into detail about how the Chuck E. Cheese pizzas aren't always aligned properly. They aren't the perfect circle. One's sticking like two inches out. One is like, you know, not even the same like shape as the rest of the pizza. And I think the guy is onto something where I think Chuck E. Cheese actually goes to the back, reheats old pizzas, puts them together and sends them out. You're not buying that? I just don't care. I don't. How can you not care about this? I'm going to say this from my standpoint here, working at a summer camp for three years that went to Chuck E. Cheese with group one kids, which are, you know, old enough to go to fucking Chuck E. Cheese, that I never noticed the pizza being misshaped in the pan. And looking at that now, like a production meeting where you're trying to convince me to watch it, as a 30-year-old man, I do not care about Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I don't care. I don't give a damn, Jay, about Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Well, I think you should. I think Why? It's a, it's a major issue that needs to be confronted. Like, I think Congress... Major issue? Like, with, you know, did NASA fake the moon landing? Was there more than one gunman with Kennedy? You're going to lop in the fucking fact that Chuck E. Cheese may or may not have misshaped pizzas? Like, you're going to lump that in with that. Well, the, I think you're missing the bigger point here. The whole theory is they see when, when the customer leaves Chuck E. Cheese a party, there's five, six slices of pizza left over. The employees take it to the back. They keep it there. And when they have 12 slices or whatever it is from different parties as well, they just reheat it, throw it in a box, and send it back out to a new customer. That's massive, bro. Like, I don't understand why you're not as outraged as I am over this. Like I You're think, outraged I about think, Chuck I, e. Cheese I pizza. Think, I think 
that Congress is the Congress is stepping here. You are something else. And they need to subpoena. I think the you CEO. need to stop taking your payments. Listen, because <laughs> clearly it is fucking up your mind. I will give you a get out of jail free card with Antonio Brown is just a fast slot receiver. I will give you the the doped up card. But if you're going to sit there and say that Congress needs to be involved over fucking Chuck E. Cheese pizza is insane. It's disgusting. It's disgusting, bro. Are you going to go to Chuck E. Cheese? No. Then what are we talking about here? But, like, if I, I don't know, down the road, if I have, like, kids, right, and, like, the kids, like, wants to go to Chuck E. Cheese, and, like, I want to know these things before I do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Did Chuck E. Cheese come out and say anything about it? If yeah. it has so many views? Of course they denied it. Okay. Of course they denied it. But 20 million views. People, just, just trust okay, me. Just, just people. People on the podcast, just go Google Chuck E. Cheese Conspiracy. And you'll see his pictures. And trust me, give us some feedback. Leave it on our Instagram page or Facebook page just because we need some answers. Like, I think I think I have a legitimate, um, you know, quandary here where, like, these fucking pizzas are coming out of all kinds of fucked up, bro. Okay. <laughs> 20 million views. Let's, no. No, it's not worth it. Brandon, 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 what if, what if, what if tomorrow Marcus, right, says, Brandon, please take me to Chuck E. Cheese. All my friends are there and they're having a, a little party. I want to go. Fine. You would take him? And you would take him. If, like I said, I've gone there for three years working at a summer camp and I never noticed a pizza coming out. All different kinds are fucked up. Were you wearing glasses at that point? Yes. Yes, I was. Wise ass. <laughs> and I will say this much. If he calls up or texts me being like, hey, Brandon, over the weekend, can we go to Chuck E. Cheese because all my fucking friends are going there. Is that there. your Marcus voice? <laughs> then I will say, okay, fine. And if they got pizza there that looks all different guys are fucked up, I will buy this conspiracy, air quotes, conspiracy of the Chuck E. Cheese pizza. But until then, nah, I don't care. All right, I think next weekend we should take Marcus to Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Um, we'll check that out. Check it out for ourselves. Okay, fine. I but can't wait. Friends, friends of the podcast, just please Google Chuck E. Cheese conspiracy and let us know your feedback. Let's, yeah. get, back, let's get back to some football. No. <laughs> I tell In you regards what. regards to the fan questions. This, this podcast is the way off the rails. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. How to get off the rails by Chiba and Dapuma. Step one, talking about fucking Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Yeah. But it's, it's okay. I mean, it's the football season's over. There's not much to fill time here. So let's kind of go off the rails. Yeah, yeah. So, from uh, speaking of friends of the podcast, who is it this week? Who's the lucky winner? We, we got some questions from the six hundred three, and Dude, we got one question from the eight hundred two. Six three is holding down. Six hundred three, you know. I like it. So, question one. This is from Tim and Dan B, uh, part of the legendary Bullier Brothers up in uh, New Hampshire. Tim, we love you. Uh, so we got. I'm sorry, Dan as well, right? Exactly. Yep. Tim, we Dan. love you as well. Is the AAF financial rumors a uh, work uh, slash creation of the XFL? I would not put it past from, Vince McMahon. <laughs> from, uh, of the XFL from uh, Vince McMahon. Do you believe the XFL will last more than one year? So it's a, it's a two for questions. So what are, what are your thoughts? Well, it, it's going to – the XFL's longevity is going to come down to how the AAF produces if the AAF fills that secondary market, well, first of all, we have to establish, is there a secondary market for football? We don't know that yet. The AAF can say, yeah, there is one, but it's been three weeks. We have to give it a, a, maybe two years to figure that out, right? If it consistently holds TV ratings, one week isn't enough of great ratings, right? But even week like one. two weeks, they had great TV that, That's ratings. fine. That's fine. Eventually, people will either tune it out if they're not hooked by it, right? So it has to, I think it has to last for two good years. And I think that will, will go hand-in-hand in, hand in determining if the XFL is going to be successful or not. Because if there is a secondary market and the AF does, AAF doesn't capitalize on it, then the XFL, XFL can step in and capitalize on that. So it's all up in the air right now. It's way too early. The XFL tried it before. Granted, the AAF is doing it in a different uh, mold where they're not competing against the NFL. They're just supplementing the NFL in a way. And I think that is a smart business decision, but it's still too early to know if this thing will be successful or not, because it's been three fucking weeks, man. And you're already talking about issues with payroll. So like, 
it's still a long shot for us to be like, yes, this is real, and this is going to last for a while. Thing, and the more, Give it at least two years. The seasons. more I think about it, the more I'm, I'm kind of buying what Charlie Ebersol is, is selling in regards to it was it was an administrative. Well, oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's no, fine. But, okay. But we have to. They have to determine. Is there a second? Yeah, market and I'm going to get to that NFL? point. So, like I said, I'm buying Charlie Ebersol's Kool Aid that he's selling. I think there is a market because the ratings. It might not show at the games uh, outside of San Antonio, but the ratings week one they drew in 3.25 million people, and last week they were still drawing in fans for week two. Mm-hmm. So it's not like people aren't tuning in to watch the games. And I think Charlie Eversall is doing it right because he had front row seats to when the XFL crashed and burned of horribly yeah. because his dad, Dick Eversall, was in charge of NBC Sports and they broadcasted the uh, the XFL when it came around. Now, well, I, I don't even that, I think the bigger point there was they went after the NFL and you simply cannot do that well, in the Well, the beginning. thing is, too, is the XFL also promised in, in promo videos a product that they could never deliver. Mm-hmm. Like, no, none of the coaches that they wanted to do. And by the way, Charlie Eversall also directed the ESPN 30 for 30. This is the XFL. Mm-hmm. So he documented all these sure. issues. And one of the issues for that league was none of the coaches wanted to coach in the style that would work for the XFL. They wanted to coach it as X's and O's, mm-hmm. the way that they were taught in the NFL. The the uh, the AAF is like I said a developmental league. They want they want coaches that have experience in the NFL. They have referees that are in the NFL developmental program. They want nothing to do with going against the grain. And the, if you think about it, in a long winded answer, I don't think the XFL is going to last more than a year because one, they don't even have a TV package yet. Mm-hmm. Like there's been rumors that it's going to be ABC or NBC uh or fox like they're gonna split the games up between those the, like the big three uh they might just go with a streaming service af has a uh, has a tv package they're also broadcasting on bleacher report live so they have all that uh infrastructure set up and the xfl they did this whole reboot when tv ratings were almost at an all-time low for the nfl and now the ratings for the NFL are almost at an all-time high mm-hmm. because of the offense. And the AAF is catering to that because one of the rules in that league is you can't – I don't think you can rush more than five five players more than three times in a game. They want to generate offense. So I think the AAF is doing it right. Short of them folding, I don't think there's a market for the XFL unless they have a big TV package. And that, like I said, that hasn't come out yet. So at this point, I think Vince – if he is behind these rumors, it's clutching at straws. And it doesn't help that they just got a $250 million investment. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting that you bring that up. Now, what was going to say? I totally forgot to here for a second. So the XFL, I haven't done much research on this. Are they going to go ahead and try to have a more of a product based just like the NFL product is? Or is it... I is think, it still the stupid old he hate me slash like? I think they, they want to do a hybrid. They want to mix what the old XFL had with like the he hate me and, you know, give players character like a like the wrestling promotion. Like yeah. every everybody that works with WWE has has a has a gimmick, has an angle. There's going to be heels and there's going to be faces. I think they want that with the league. But at the same time, they want to cater to what the fans want to see, too. So, you know. Most of America doesn't want to see protests during the national anthem. They're going to make a rule about that. They don't want to see fair catches on kickoffs or, or punt returns. They're going to have a rule for that. They're going to have like a five-yard halo rule so a player can receive the ball and advance the ball at least five yards to generate some productivity to make it interesting for the fans. But if, if there's a, a market, which I think there is for the AAF, the XFL is just going to go by the wayside, especially if the AAF has a an out clause that you know you you can go to the NFL. They they are actively developing players. I don't think the XFL is doing that. Mm. And I'm a wrestling guy. I wish Vince nothing but success, but I just don't see it if you have two people competing for the same real estate. Yeah, I think I think uh, the the only way the XFL has a chance of you know, taking over whatever small pie that a, the AAF has right now is going after those big names. That's what's going to draw them in. That's what's going to draw people in is the big names. Simply put, no matter how much we love our sports teams, at the end of the day, it's the fucking names that, that matter more than anything else. You know what I'm saying? 
So you gotta you gotta go out there and try to get some of these secondary stores. You know what I'm saying? Right. You gotta go out there and find a backup. Uh, I mean, in a couple of years, Kirk Cousins is gonna be washed up and out of the league. So try to get Kirk Cousins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, short of hitting someone with a chair when they're trying to blast an a gap, I just you know I, I think this is just gonna fail again. I think they should do a crossbreed between WrestleMania. And like the Super Bowl for the XFL. Well, they had that like week one. I mean, of the XFL, they tried it out Vince McMahon with like, <laughs> this is the XFL. <laughs> and you had the Rock at one of these games, and then there was nothing. Like, there you was put no- a, you put, listen to this, you put a cage around the field. Dude, I mean, short, <laughs> literally short of that, I just don't, I don't see it. Like, regardless of what Vince does, everyone has this idea of what Vince McMahon is, and let's call it for what it is. You are a wrestling promoter trying to succeed in a football league. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to expect someone flying off the top rope, a, a chair. They all have images of mankind going through a, a friggin' commentary booth. Like, they're not going to see Vince McMahon trying to be this league genius in between the hash marks and numbers. I don't see that myself. Well, he's not going to be a league genius between the numbers and on the football field, but he is a smart businessman. At the end of the day, what Vince McMahon is a smart, sound financial businessman. He's great at marketing. He obviously filled up the XFL and he's going to try to make a second run at it. And failing once doesn't mean that you're going to fail over and over again. It's, it's those businessmen, people that are that wealthy, fail many times before they succeed. So he will eventually succeed and make this a good product. It's just about how fast can you do it. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the AAF stepping in and being a little bit of a test bed for the XFL is actually good. They can probably learn from this one year of the AAF. But like I said before we even started this, this whole conversation is, uh, it's going to come down to will the AAF prove that there's a secondary market football in the offseason? Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, second question from the 603, the other member of uh, the legendary Bowler family. Uh, this one's from Bobby B. Where is the likely landing spots for Antonio Brown, and what would it take to acquire him? I think we already discussed that, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm should. kind of camping uh, with yeah. the 49ers. Yeah. But the other part of the question, too, is, uh, is it worth the risk? No. No. I don't think it is. I don't think how he is right now. Uh, he's really unhinged, man. Every single social media post is unhinged. It's like he doesn't know what he's doing right now. And um, I don't want to. I don't want to know. I don't want to throw this out there. But he reminds me of To right now, man. Like that's how bad it's gotten. Like I legitimately watched one of his videos, and I'm like, what is he fucking To? Like what's his deal right now? So I don't think it is, man. Mm. And given the fact that I don't think he's that great a wide receiver, anyways, uh, I just I, don't, I wouldn't get up first and second round pick for him. You know? Right. Uh, like you said, we, we kind of touched upon this, but in regards to the risk factor and uh, especially the fact that the general manager came out and said they're not going to really just come down on their asking price just for the sake of getting rid of him, yeah. I wouldn't really be shocked, and none the least, that he doesn't go anywhere. Granted, we all know everyone that's a fan of the league and a fan of the Steelers and, and whatever, even casual fans know that this situation is not conducive for a successful upcoming season if you have A.B. and Big Ben and the general manager all popping off at each other still in the same locker room. We all know that A.B. needs to move, but if you're not going to come down on the asking price, I don't think you're going to ship him off anywhere. Yeah, Yeah, I think we've covered it earlier as well, and I think that was a great question by both the fans. Um, thank you guys for listening week in and week out. It's fucking awesome. Right? Yeah. Another, another one more question to round it out is uh, from Blake up in the 802. Oh, what's Blake Edwards doing? Balake. His question is. He actually listens to our show? Yeah, he listens to us all the time, man. I'm surprised. Showing us some love. Which sophomore? What does Blake do up there, by the way? Uh, he's, uh, he's, does he still work for training? Yeah, he's still, still with the T-Dub. He's still, uh, he's still he's working on some training uh, training aspects and, and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, his, uh, his question. Which sophomore NFL player will hit the biggest slump next year? I think, uh, first of all, great question, Mr. Blake Edwards. Um, I think, for me, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. And it's not more of a sophomore slump. It's going to be more of a, um, you can't replicate that season again. 50 touchdowns is hard to do. It's hard to do 50 touchdowns. So I think he's going to come back down to earth and be, he's still going to be a great quarterback, but he'll still probably be in that 34 to 38 touchdowns a year kind of guy. 
And uh, that's what, you know, elite quarterbacks do in the NFL with the Tom Brady's and their Aaron Rodgers. Um, but those those years of 50 touchdowns, you see that once or twice out of a, a elite court, elite quarterback's career. You see that I saw that once out of Tom Brady's career. I saw that once, maybe twice out of Peyton Manning's career. So you're not gonna have these year. You're gonna have they're gonna have these years. You know, year in and year out. So for him, it's just gonna kind of not be a slump. It's just gonna be more of a coming back down to earth and being with the rest of the pack. Yeah, re- regress against the mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could buy that. I mean, I think the the biggest one might be uh, besides Mahomes. Maybe Saquon. Mm. Saquon Barkley might come down to earth a little bit. I don't think he's going to get, you know, a thousand, a thousand receiving yards and a thousand rushing yards. I can buy the thousand rushing yards, but I just don't think he's going to hit the receiving yard mark. Mm-hmm. Granted, I'm hedging my bets that they're going to attempt to move on from Eli, but I don't think they're going to do anything. So that's that's my pick is I think Saquon might come down back down to earth a little bit yeah. just receiving yard wise so anyone that's thinking about drafting in fantasy almost like buyer beware but the same thing with Mahomes like everyone that's going to draft the next year is going to think oh my god he's going to get like 55 touchdowns yeah, he's not going to do that let's, no. let's be real like I said I think episode 3 or 4 35 40 touchdowns might be a solid yeah. number yeah he's going to come back down to earth we're not saying he's going to suck but he's not going to have 50 touchdowns next right. year as well He's going to be a, uh, a great elite quarterback in that normal range of 36 to 40 touchdowns. Right. So, Patrick, my homeboy. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Dude, we, uh, we covered a lot. We're an hour and, uh, hour and uh, four minutes in right now. Nice. Nice. Is it uh, time to do the plugs? Or... Yes, plug it up, bro. Pop it up. All right. So those of you guys that listen to an hour of this podcast, and we greatly appreciate the uh, the love that you guys show up. This has been, this has been one of the craziest ones we've had. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PFR Podcast, Instagram and Facebook as at Pro Football Radio Podcast. You can also follow me, uh, Da Puma, at Brando underscore Puma on Twitter, and my co-host, Jay Chima, at Jay Chima. Otherwise, that's all I got for the plugs, man. Wonderful, man. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening in, Pro Football Radio Nation. We do appreciate every single one of you guys. Um, hopefully, uh, this episode was entertaining to you guys. We sure had a great time. Yeah, we kind of went off the rails. We did. Time, we should have not had the... Uh... Either way, let's, let's wrap it up. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> tune in next week and uh, bye, videos.